This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. We have been talking about that terrible situation outside, a violent situation outside that Starbucks in Vancouver in broad daylight and about uh, bystander psychology, what can happen, what should happen, and what would you do? What are the protocols when you're faced with a situation like that unexpectedly happening in front of you? We've talked with a professor of psychology, but let's bring in somebody that maybe could help us with the protocols if we come across the unexpected. Sergeant Steve Addison is with the Vancouver Police Department. Sergeant, uh, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Bruce. No problem. Uh, You know, it is really a difficult balance, I would think, between trying to stay safe yourself and obviously uh, having some human compassion and reaction. What is someone to do in a situation like what happened uh, on Sunday? Yeah, this is a tough one, and there's not really a black and white answer. And I and I think the, uh, the your previous guest was very thoughtful in his comments. And uh, it's a tough one because as a society and often as a as a police agency, we often praise people uh, for heroic actions in the face of danger. Yet at the same time, we also encourage people not to put themselves in danger. We always encourage people uh, call nine one one if you're in danger, if you see someone in danger. Um, in this case, um, this horrible, horrible incident uh, that happened uh, at the Starbucks downtown, um, we had people phone 911. We had people flag over a police officer. And because of their actions, we were able to quickly uh, arrest uh, a suspect and uh, attempt to, to provide uh, life-saving first aid. But we also saw people who were there who did things that we often see, um, take out their phones, start recording, uh, freeze, do nothing. Um, I'm sure there were people who, who left the scene. And I think the takeaway here, and your previous guest really said it correctly, there's a psychology here and um, things that are beyond my uh, understanding uh, in terms of the, the, psych- the, the bystander psychology. But it's important to re- remember, um, different people react different ways to um, dangerous situations and trauma. Um, and um, I think we should all ask ourselves, well, what would we have done uh, in that situation? And I don't know if, you, if you've if you asked yourself that, Bruce, but uh, I'd be curious, what, what do you think you would have done in that situation? Well, you know, it's interesting because a few years ago, we had the unfortunate case in my family where my wife and son witnessed uh, somebody being shot in Surrey and mm-hmm. um, and had to come forward and answer questions. They were in the comfort of their car, not able to do anything, but they saw a suspect fleeing. Uh, It was very disturbing for them, and it took a long time to process that information. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, talking to me, working on the news side of things, I had a whole different take on what should happen. Uh, We don't know. There are no protocols. There are no rules for this. But I guess there is human compassion and also our abilities to process what's happened. Now, police are investigating this, obviously. And the narrative that we have right now as the public is guided by media 
and perhaps social media. And that might not actually be what happened uh, in terms of all the information that's gathered by investigators and ultimately go to court. Isn't that the case? True. And um, what what is also important to remember is that we, we know a lot more about this case than we're able to discuss. Uh, this is a very serious homicide investigation that is now before the courts because a suspect has been arrested and charged with second-degree murder, and there's an intense amount of, uh, of uh, uh, interest and attention, rightly so, um, in large part because of um, the bystander videos that have been posted online. And as a result of uh, that interest and attention, um, there's, there is a lot, a lot of discussion in the public realm. Uh, we're in a, in, in a position here where because this is uh, before the courts and we need to respect the, um, uh, the, the, the court process that will play out, that we're not able to provide um, as much information as we know. But what I can tell you is that there's uh, a significant amount of uh, evidence in this case that we've collected in large part because of um, people who were there, people who uh, are valuable witnesses in this case, who have come forward, who stayed behind, um, is, uh, participated in our investigation and have provided us important information that's helped us um, identify um, the person who uh, we believe is responsible and obtain a, um, a second-degree murder charge in this case. So we will need to allow that court process to play out before um, uh, be, uh, before uh, the full story comes out. And we just encourage people to, while there is such intense public interest in this, we encourage people just to allow that, that, that uh, important process to play out. Now, here's the question that always troubles me. Uh, There are going to be witnesses. We all have cameras now with our phones. We all, or many of us, have the ability to quickly post things and have it shared on uh, video or shared on social media, the videos, uh, whether it's TikTok or Instagram Mm -hmm. or or Twitter. Um, Does that help or hinder an investigation when you have so many cameras around? We rely on bystander video all the time to solve crimes. Um, and it's a, listen, it's a reality of the, the culture that we live in right now, in the instant social media culture. But, you know, whether it's, you know, from Rodney King to OJ to George Floyd to, you know, people who chase around tornadoes, uh, storm chases in the United States, there's, the culture that we live in, um, people pull, are, you know, um, uh, uh, people are, are um, they, they tend to just pull out their phones. It's a, almost a, an instinctive reactionary thing when they pull out their phones when they see something happening. Um, often, oftentimes that helps, you know, when people are able to take bystander video, it helps us uh, solve crimes. Um, what's most concerning um, in this case is not that there's uh, bystander video, but it's how that bystander video um, is being uh, shared uh, repeatedly in um, very insensitive ways um, uh, that um, uh, being posted and reposted on social media. And, and I'm talking about videos that are really showing um, Mr. Schmidt's, uh, you know, uh, dying moments uh, after, after he was attacked and extremely traumatic, extremely graphic uh, and just unnecessary. Now, in, in this case, um, we, there is a significant amount of evidence in this case, as I've said. Um, but when we're in a situation where there's an ongoing investigation, we're appealing for witnesses, people who may not have come forward, people who we're requiring to give, we're, at, we're, we're looking for to provide us a, uh, a first-person, uh, pure version witness account of what happened. Um, have, certainly having that amount of video uh, floating around is never uh, ideal because we want people to give us an independent recollection of, of what they know. So 
um, both with respect to the integrity of an ongoing investigation, but most importantly, with respect to, um, you know, Mr. Schmidt, who's who's lost his life here and his family that's grieving um, and his friends and everybody yeah. who's who's traumatized by this, uh, where we continue to, to, you know, just ask people to be respectful and, and not, you know, share gratuitous, violent, uh, Sar- graphic videos. Yeah, Sergeant, that is such a... I mean, there's a lot there and there are different angles to uh, what we can take out of video to help and also the sensitivities of dignity with somebody that's uh, actually passing at that moment. Uh, Thanks for mentioning both because it is a lot to really consider. And thanks for your time. Appreciate it. No problem, Bruce. Thanks.